You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for Monday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app. Join us on Friday, noon Pacific to get in on the action. Andy, we are getting there. We are getting close yes. to uh, some interesting stuff happening. The Lakers and the 22nd pick in the NBA draft. That's coming up on the 29th and then free agency on August 2nd. So, uh, we're getting close to some intriguing times for the Lakers and the NBA. Um, we're going to do, we, we got some really good preview stuff coming up uh, over the course of the week. Some scouting reports on players that are projected to potentially be available and of interest to the Lakers at that 22nd pick. So we'll be doing that. And then today, so today we're kind of maybe I think Andy framed that up a little bit by uh, talking a little bit about what they could do with that pick, mm-hmm. like where they could go with it, what the needs are how you might use it um, because there are a lot of things they could do. Um, And it's an important pick, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's Um, it's the only first round pick that they have total control of for the next several years. And, and until the year 2048, I believe. And other than LeBron and AD there, there's nobody on this team that you look at and say they are definitively either part of the core or part of the future. So, the area of need can basically be whatever the hell you want it to be, whatever you prioritize the most, whatever approach you want. There's a lot right. of different ways you could do it. So a, a lot to get into with that. Um, some some uh, what you call news around lethal shooter? <laughs> <laughs> some randomness. I, I, <laughs> some stuff that uh, we will get into that yeah. I've noticed on Lakers Twitter, which we are obviously a very active part of, Brian. Some fans are concerned yes. about the connections between Lethal Shooter, the uh, shooting coach that a lot of NBA players go to, in particular a few Lakers have been linked to it, and some of the methodology that he's been lately showing off. That, uh, yeah, I, has I'm, a little, I'm a little worried they're being sold a monorail right now in El Segundo, but we'll find out. Um, but where, let's, let's start out with this, Andy. Um, it's kind of a tale of two uh, types of disgruntlement. Uh, with with Lakers potential free agents uh, this offseason. Uh, Andre Drummond, he was he made news last week by uh, apparently like appearing to complain online about his uh, playing time with Frank Vogel. Like if Vogel played me more, I could have dominated. That turned, I think we talked a little bit about this with Domin on Friday. Yeah, this, well, yeah. no, this is actually, uh, we did talk a little bit with Domin, but also this is uh, what I broke down in naming Andre Drummond last week's Michelob Ultra Player yes, of the Week. Very because true. He, he was so amusing on Twitter before we knew that he was actually going to turn this into like a whirlwind promotion tour. He was on uh, Pardon My Take. He was on The Jump. Like he was doing... Uh, online chats like this has all been part of these nfts that he's looking to sell these andre drummond nfts and he said that the criticism that he seemed to lobby at frank vocal and saying tell y'all coach to play me more and i could dominate that was just to get people's attention brian so in turn people would learn more about these nfts and purchase i am skeptical that Andre Drummond was motivated, like 100% motivated by like a Machiavellian kind of uh, marketing scheme here to get people fired up. And he, I think he was trending. Um, you know, oh, he definitely uh, was trending and he was monitoring his mentions. There's no question. 
but that said, even if he kind of meant it, like, look, I mean, most of these guys, and I and Drummond was benched basically for game six. It was like there's no know, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> if by that you mean he was put on the bench. Yes. Um, in that sense, he was benched. And so all of these guys think that they should be playing more and given more opportunities and all that kind of stuff. And if if that happened, they'd be doing uh better work. And so I'm sure there was a kernel of truth in what in what Drummond said online, but there is also no question that he recognized the opportunity that was there because that leads to my next question. And it's smart because like I don't claim to understand everything about the NFT market, Andy. But it does seem to me to be like the kind of thing that you would need to drum up attention around because who the hell is investing serious money in Andre Drummond commemorables? Well, uh, if Andre Drummond will have his way, a lot of people paying attention to the new NFT market. Uh, We've got actually some of the NFTs that he's uh, trying to sell to people. This one is called the 203. There's apparently 203 of them made, and they cost $203. Uh, It's Andre Drummond in a jersey that says farewell, (laughs) which feels (laughs) a little... little, Makes me uh, feel like... And it's between like two palm trees and all. It makes me feel like he thinks he's moving on. Although it said, though, that this jersey is supposed to be a combination of the Lakers, Detroit, and Cleveland, all teams that he exited. But anyway, um, and he's dunking, which a lot of Laker fans will feel is him just trolling them because that seemed to be the thing that he could never consistently do. Not a vertical threat. With, no, with the Lakers. Uh, this one is called The Decisions, and it's Andre Drummond shirtless, looking like he's about to run the 4 by 100 I'm not exactly sure what that has to do with basketball, but the winner of uh, this, uh, whoever the winning bid on this, because these are all auction style, they get to play in a knockout style NBA 2K tournament uh, with him and I believe Ronnie 2K. Um, you also get to discuss Andre Drummond's offseason with him, his career trajectory, and his plans for next season if you are the ultimate winner of the decisions one. There is, sound like I can wait. <laughs> there's also the golden ticket, which is a bust that we both agree looks absolutely nothing like Andre yeah, Drummond. If, you're, if you have a chance to see this thing, if you're, if you're watching on the, uh, the, the stream on YouTube, uh, it's worth it's worth going even if you never normally listen online. Uh, go go check out the YouTube clip of it because yes, this looks nothing. No, it looks like a seventy five year old. <laughs> he looks like a Tony Award winning actor. <laughs> yes, this looks like an incredible. Like this looks like very distinguished. Like this, yeah, this 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 could be what Andre Drummond looks like in forty years. Yeah, and you know what? Good for him. He's going to look yes. terrific at that age. Like very very distinguished, as you said. Like somebody that will command a lot of gravitas. Just does not look like Andre Drummond at not all. A, not this in the slightest. It's a golden ticket one with an unspecified raffle attached. But then this one, Brian, is the one I'm most intrigued about. The Showtime. And the Showtime has a lot going on with this. Um, as you can see, it's purple background under Drummond wearing again the farewell across and what he's got the penguin seen. inside the O and all. Yeah, and then like if you saw this one, you're you're confused because on the one hand he's wearing the farewell jersey, on the other hand he's got Drummond in the Hollywood sign. Yes, uh, and Showtime and all the Lakers colors, so it makes you feel like oh here's Andre Drummond looking to stay. Let me just break down, though, what happens with the Showtime NFT, because this seems to be the one that he is trying to drive up the most bidding interest in. If you end up with the Showtime NFT, assuming I understand everything correctly on the website, you get to, in addition to having this NFT, 
co-design a pair of basketball sneakers that Andre Drummond will wear in-game next season, two tickets to that game that he wears them in, flight and a a hotel accommodations for two for that game. You take home the game-worn co-designed sneakers that Andre Drummond will autograph after the game and hand deliver to the purchaser of the NFT. And then, of course, you get the NFT itself. Assuming, Brian, that I understand all of this correctly, again, he's still waiting for that first bid. The first bid is a minimum of 23 Ethereum. I believe it's a decentralized open source blockchain. It's a, it's, with, it's, it's a different kind of crypto. Right. Yes. Or in American, 49,590 cents. I don't mean this as a dig against Andre Drummond, but $49,514.90, that is, you got a lot of Andy, that's a lot of money to go see a magic game. Dude, like, <laughs> Is anybody that big of an Andre Drummond fan? Like $49,000 would be a lot to plunk down if LeBron was doing the same thing. Like that's a lot of money. Yeah, I I know. Um, <laughs> to go to go I mean there there are less expensive ways to see the Charlotte Hornets play a basketball game, you know? I mean there's got to be a better way. Like I mean really is anybody that big of an Andre Drummond fan like I'm ge- again I don't mean this as a slight against Drummond you I do am a little no Andy you do a little bit no because a little bit 49.5 would be a lot again for LeBron for Steph for Dame Lillard like NBA players get fined 50 grand for transgressions during a game like that's I, supposed to that's I, I, supposed I, have, to I think about this be a lot of money ways to how I think about like private school for the kids. It's like, even if I could afford it and I really can't, but like, you know, $60,000 a year, you could do a lot of academic support with mm-hmm. that money. Like there's other things that you could do uh, with that money. But like we joke about Andre Drummond, Andy, because, you know, it's ridiculous. But also, <laughs> um, it, it is a, an interesting contrast because when you compare what Drummond did and the quote unquote discontent of Andre Drummond and, you know, even going back to uh, the playoffs when he was, you know, kind of LOLing, you know, control what you can control, kind of foreshadowing that he wasn't going to be playing and probably wasn't happy about it, which you would expect. Um, You compare that to Montrez Harrell and it's a very different situation with far different implications Potentially problematic for the Lakers. We'll talk about that next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Bars covered, Brian, in 100% chocolate. I know you love chocolate, so that's awesome. Love it. Love the chocolate. They are soft. They're easy to chew. Not like those deadbeat protein bars that like literally you have to spend an entire day with one bite. They're that difficult to get through. Built Bars, they're healthy. They're great for health conscious people. If you're trying to lose or maintain weight, but you still want to taste something that's awesome, they're low calorie, they're low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great for keto diets. You've got part of the original flavors like raspberry, coconut almond, salted caramel, new flavors like cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, cookies and cream. Great taste combinations. You will never grow bored. They, they're just awesome. So go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You get 15% off your first order. Again, Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. If you missed it, uh, Montrez Harrell was kind of got, you know, who is very much online. And as we know from this season, very much wears his kind of emotions on his sleeve. He is not shy about responding to people or letting his feelings be known um, about a range of things. And so, you know, fans were talking about, 
his role in the playoffs and having that debate should Trez have played more should he not and like explain and Trez kind of got into that conversation and basically said that the uh reasons that were put out there for him not playing in the playoffs matchups things like that were basically bs excuses to not play yeah somebody said to him somebody said to him on twitter why the lakers not effing play you and somebody responded because he can't guard a center without getting into foul trouble this dude is six seven as a center wrong move for the lakers to go smaller than last year trez then responded laughing my ass off it's funny how all you mother effers think you know the game or what goes on laughing my ass off crying emoji then later somebody said frank vogel effed up our chances with trez somebody responds no he didn't he didn't play him because of the matchup situations trez responded LOL, you all keep thinking this matchup situation are excuses, laughing my ass off, two crying emojis. That shit isn't real. What's problematic about this compared to Drummond, Drummond can do whatever he wants because ultimately he's not coming back to the Lakers unless things sort of go wrong for him. The Lakers are really only likely to offer him a minimum contract this year if they if they want to bring him back because they're not going to spend into their exceptions, to, I, I think, uh, and I probably shouldn't, to bring him back. Um, Trez, on the other hand, has a player option for about 10 million bucks. And after two years where he's essentially been played off the floor in the playoffs, there was a very legitimate question as to whether or not he can make that kind of money as a free agent. Could he make 10 million bucks next year? How would he make that money up if he doesn't pick up the option? So what you have is a situation, Andy, where Montrez Harrell might need to financially put himself back on the Lakers despite the fact that I think it's pretty clear at this point, he doesn't think he was treated fairly, and I don't think he wants to be here. Yeah, and, and this is starting to become a recurring thing for, for Harold because it sounds like the way that he ultimately exited the Clippers because the, his last season with the Clippers, he ended up for a lot of the same reasons that he was losing playing time with the Lakers during the playoffs in these matchup situations that didn't work. And he became, I think, in some ways unfairly the scapegoat for that team, because we saw with this year's Clippers, a lot of this had to do with chemistry and guys being on the same page. And even right, if and, there, and there were also mitigating circumstances, right. with The pandemic and his grandmother and right. like, you know, they're all. And I, and I was gonna say, going to say, even even if you think that Montrez Harrell was part of the 2020 Clippers chemistry problems, which he may very well have been. Sure. Montrez Harrell was not, I think, important enough to that team to be literally the sole cause of this. Like, like he was the thing that brought down the entire locker room for the Clippers. There was I just, a lot, I, there was a lot was going a, on. There was a lot <laughs> happening. Yeah, there, there, there was a lot happening. I mean, you know, there was a lot of talk about, you know, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard needing to improve some of their leadership skills. They changed coaches. So like all of this can't be on Trez. That being said, though, it's starting to feel like there are recurring themes with him in terms of, the way that he can be used in the postseason or can't be, but also his reaction to it. Yes. And that's where really this all starts becoming an issue because like we talked about with Drummond, if he's not happy with losing minutes, cool. All these guys should be unhappy about losing minutes, especially somebody like Trez, who to his credit plays his ass off. He plays really, really hard at all times. So you know that this stuff matters to him. But it's all about the reaction to when you do lose that playing time. Like, you know, where right. where is your emotional state going to be? The problem with the, the thing about Trez is, and th this 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 goes back to a conversation that's kind of been that one that runs through a lot of this offseason. When we talk about different guys, uh, you know, the chemistry and this and that and whatever, 
and why I think, first of all, you can't look at last year and say they should have should have run it back because the chemistry was perfect. The chemistry wouldn't have been the same last year, or, you know, this year as it was the year before because the context was different. But you know, Mon Montrez Harrell is a guy who is in the middle of his career, who is still trying to, you know, move himself up in the NBA universe and do all that stuff. And so, how much he plays is important to him. And a guy and, that had to fight. Hard and I'm getting, just to reach and I'm, this I'm getting point. there, right? And 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 so, it's it's different with him, and it's different with Drummond than it is with Dwight Howard, who was literally on his way out of the NBA and had zero leverage uh, to to push back to do whatever. Lakers would have happily let him go, and so then you so you have the context difference, and then Andy, just like you mentioned. Trez's brand, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for him for this. Like, is is I worked my ass off to get here. I was ignored. Do you? I mean, people have to understand. Do you know how good you have to be at basketball to be able to establish yourself as a real, legitimate sixth man of the year guy as a six foot seven center? As, I a, as, as a former second rounder, yes, like right, right. that's how you. I mean that that is all work. It is effort. So like we, I make fun of guys sometimes for like you know I was always doubted this uh, dude. You were a blue chip prospect, like the second guy on the McDonald's All American team, recruited by North Carolina and selected number three in the draft. Every nobody doubted you. You were literally not doubted by anybody. But like Trez, that chip he earned the chip on his shoulder. So. I get where this is coming from. And, and he's a legitimately it. good player. That's right. the other thing is he he's actually a talented guy. But the problem is that when you get that disconnect between what you like, we look, I mean, we, we've talked about this all the time with our own career. Like people get this in real life. This is not just a basketball thing. Are you what you picture yourself to be? Or are you what people think you are? And I think trying to, you know, that push and pull that everyone has in their lives, in their work and all that stuff. If you have ambition and you think you can do maybe more than you're, you're capable of something different, whatever it might be, that push pull is a really hard thing to navigate. And the problem with Trez is he does not, I think, have a great conception of some of his own legitimate real limitations and and how that impacts him and not even so much you have to agree with it but you have to react to him in a certain way if you're going to make yourself kind of marketable as a as a role player around the NBA right i mean there are doubts brian as to whether or not he could be somebody that you really center a team around or you know part of a main rotation if you're looking to get to the finals and today brian on the road to the finals our nba playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob ultra it's only worth it if you enjoy it and at 2.6 carbs 95 calories we can all enjoy the games a little more this season um i have one more thing that i want to bring to to mention about harold because what the lakers do from here what trez does from here has a massive impact both on potential and the offseason and what the roster looks like next year. So we'll do that next.
Locked on Lakers brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Take a look at some of the lines and uh, odds, prop bets, whatever for the All Star game. That's always a lot of fun. Uh, latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, UFC, MMA. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop, your mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams are neck deep in the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKED ON. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So with Trez, you have this conflict that we, we mentioned in the last segment, Andy, where he probably can't get paid 10 million bucks this year if he doesn't or if he if he if he opts out of his deal but on the other hand if he comes back he gets his money but is putting himself in a situation where there is legitimate potential for for this to end very poorly which by the way impacts his next deal so i, I think honestly the best solution and i don't know where he goes but the best solution i think for the lakers is Trez opts in with the understanding that the Lakers would try to trade him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think some time has to pass before they. Yeah, can there trade are rules. Him. There right. are rules. Um, you know, but I guess to some degree, this matters on who ends up coming back with the team. You know, is Marcus all back? Does he, you know, including some type of trade? Does he, you know, opt to retire or is he back? You know, Andre Drummond. You know, Trez actually did play. You know, and he was a main part of the rotation for the majority of the year and. You know, I think on balance actually did exactly what both of us expected he would 100%. do. This isn't so, about his performance, per right, not his well, performance in the regular season. Right. But what I was going to say is, in reality, really until Andre Drummond was added to the roster, his season was spent doing exactly what he's done every other year. It's, o- it's only like the last couple of months where mm-hmm. things started getting kind of crowded. Granted, no matter who comes back, you're going to have... Anthony Davis playing more minutes at center than we had this year, just if he ends up staying healthy. So that's always going to be something sticky. But by and large, I, I think you're right. It's it's because it's going to be more. It's going to be more you know complicated. How the movie ends, but like that's right. the thing. It's like he's there is no scenario in which you don't end up in the same place once the postseason. There's a ceiling to how much he's going to play. I mean, in the playoffs just, particularly, right? And and just in general, like if Trez is looking to take his career to the next level next you know and and build that foundation for next season there's a ceiling to how much he can do with it on this team you or even I mean? Andy and I'll let you finish but even if the goal is to show that he's somebody who can play and be a, a, a 25 28 30 minute a night guy or whatever it is in the postseason and get rid of that label that is almost surely not going to yeah. happen next year with the Lakers no, I mean, I, I don't think it's really how he's seen anyway, but like we talked about before, how he sees himself and how the rest of the league views him may be very different things, and and that's where the tension lies. Um, okay, so that is definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, you know, he becomes a potentially useful contract. He, first of all, he's a good player. Yeah. Um, and he's a, he's a he's definitely a $10 million NBA player. There's no question about that. And as an expiring contract, he could actually have some value as somebody to move. Um, and if there was, uh, you know, some, some understanding there, yeah, that could work out well for the Lakers. Um, 
this lethal shooter thing. <laughs> if you don't know who lethal shooter is, this guy who is a shooting coach, um, and he's excellent at shooting. Like you watch him do these drills, and he's really good at shooting. He's an excellent shooter, and he's worked with THD. I think he's working with THD, and he's worked. Yes, with I, I've and, I've seen recent videos right. of him with, and THD. He, he's worked with Coos, and you, he's you worked can with find him by the way ACB. if you've never seen him before on Twitter at Lethal Shooter underscore. But right, m- most people you know in you know who follow the NBA closely, in particular, follow NBA Twitter. That you're likely aware of him, but yeah, just, he's a he's a well known commodity. He's real, he's, and his lethal shooter is not his Christian name, by the way. I mean, this is you know he didn't. It's not what he was born with. Um, but he's got these videos that have gone viral. Uh, the one this weekend was one where it's a it's a hoop with it's three hoops and they're on a, a on a on a ring and they just go around and around and around and it looks like a carnival game. Yes. And and yeah, so a lot of people saw this on Twitter. Yeah, the, and then this is the, Lethal Shooter right here with the right. uh, so if you're, it's if called you're the Windmill, the YouTube, Brian. Right. If you're watching the YouTube broadcast, you can see it. And then uh, you know, he's got another one that went viral um a, a couple months ago where he put nails and spikes and knives all over the backboard and the rim. Uh, because if you if that way, if you hit any of those things, you puncture your basketball, and theoretically that would teach you not to hit the rim. Um, I'm not sure how many people when they take shots intentionally try to miss, but this would certainly be an incentive to not do that. Well, I mean, this is purity with basketball. Like this is something where even like Tim Duncan, the master of going off glass, he'd have a lot to work to do. Yes, when it, when well, like this, he, is, this is a bad drill for that. When the, right, there are well, nails protruding from the backboard, it does not encourage you to use the glass. Well, but my, my point being that even somebody like Tim Duncan, arguably the greatest power forward of all time, there's a vulnerability there, Brian. And, and it's exposed by this contraption of lethal shooters with, with the spikes and the nails I, and the knives and whatnot. I, what, what, the, I am... I am a thousand percent sure. I, I want to believe he's, you know, he's working with Lakers shooters and really don't want to see them shoot, you know, 34%, 33%, 32%, like through the playoffs, you know, again. This isn't real for those guys. Like when when THT goes into the gym to work with lethal shooter. He's not using the rim with the nails on it or the one that goes around with the three rims that looks like a carnival game where if he gets like five in a row, he's going to win a giant stuffed panda or something like that. That's <laughs> not what he's doing, right? Well, as a Dragonfly Jones, uh, one of the greatest follows you'll ever have on Twitter, uh, said, good to see trainers are preparing players for if they ever get kidnapped by the Joker and taken to an abandoned amusement park and have to hit these shots to prevent the bomb that's strapped to Commissioner Gordon's chest from detonating. Right. That's like, basically what that is. I, here's the thing. I hope he's not doing that, and I'd like to assume he's not doing that. The problem is, Brian, we don't know right. <laughs> that he's not doing that. And Can this somebody the- confirm that? Can we ask them to confirm that for us? Because that's not... That's gimmickry. And you know how I feel about gimmickry. I love it. I, I am 100% here for your gimmickry, but not in things that really matter. Well, th- here's the thing. Like, again, like we talked about, Lethal Shooter, he, he's respected in these circles, but he's also a polarizing figure because p- fans will judge how good he is based on the shooting percentages of his clients. And because there are Lakers connected to Lethal Shooter, when you have a team with a reputation for the inability to shoot from outside, you start seeing 
frankly, crap like this. And, <laughs> and you worry that the guy is a grifter because even if he's not necessarily working with these shooters using this, because the muscle memory you would learn from uh, hitting these shots with a basket like a three-quarter angle is absolutely useless for a game. Like it, it actually don't know what that's doing. No, it actually teaches you bad muscle memory. Like this would actually make you a worse shooter, even if he's not doing this with his client. This is just how like lethal shooter amuses himself or goes viral, whatever. The time spent creating the windmill is all time that he is theoretically not spending with his clients, making them better shooters. Yeah, and I think I will, this is what worries Laker yeah. fans is that he's spending too much time coming up with the windmill or the spiked rim and not enough just like, hey, this is how you shoot 40% consistently. Now, Do this. I will say this. If, if they wanted to create a version of basketball where you're using the windmill rim, oh, hell yeah. you're using the, you know, the rims. Oh, with yeah. But like, you know, I mean, people like people our age have seen Flash Gordon, like where they fight with the whips and the and like the floor tilts oh, yeah. and the spikes come up i'm here for all that like i i will watch rollerball basketball oh. like give me give me all of that if lethal shooter is attempting to just like segue from working with guys like kcp and tht and kuzma into just creating a new sport not only are we here for it like we will help you I'll cover do that. I'll the, do the locked on. I'll do yeah, the locked on podcast for it. Yeah, locked on rollerball basketball. Like we are all over this. Like I, I will, I will be a part of creating this thing, promoting it, whatever. I love it. It just concerns me as a Laker fan <laughs> that this is where his head is at. I, <laughs> it's oh, a man, little concerning. It's just a summertime diversion. Um, all right. And by uh, the way, lethal shooter, like, if you want to come on with us, and, please you know, explain, explain the windmill thing. Yes. That would be helpful. We'd lots love to, to talk you. about lots to talk about this week. We have uh, Mirren Fader coming up on uh, Wednesday's show. Uh, she has the Giannis book that's coming out in August. A great writer at the Ringer. Um, so we're excited to talk to her on uh, Wednesday's show. And I know we've got at least one, probably two of these draft previews coming up over the course of this week. Um, again, getting everybody ready to uh, scout some of these guys who are going to be talked about a lot with the Lakers. The and we'll definitely pick. get into what we think the Lakers could be looking for, you know, the, the approach they could take mm -hmm. in tomorrow's show for sure. Yeah, And uh, the approach they could take. And then also too, like who they should be look, starting to look at uh, free agency. Mm -hmm. That's all stuff that's going to be coming. A lot of that will end up on the Locked On Lakers YouTube channel. So please make sure you are checking that out. And yeah, we have um, a video up, by the way, um, about the news that Phil Handy interviewed with the Wizards and that Lionel Hollins for the time being mm -hmm. is not leaving the Lakers coaching staff. He had interviewed to be the lead assistant for the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. And that is a video that is uh, YouTube exclusive. It's nothing that we talked about on the pod. So subscribe to the YouTube channel and you will be in the loop for everything that we do there. Yep. All right. So uh, lots of good stuff coming up this week. We'll see everybody next time.